I got my shades on to cover up my eyes. Just to cover up my eyes. Hoping that nobody sees me passing by through my disguise. I still know you recognize. Then you ask me. <laughs> that song is so dramatic. <laughs> From the very beginning. I thought you were start from the very beginning. Oh, 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 I feel like John Legend was high for that entire Ooh, Get Lifted yeah. album. You know, he. that's why there was a Get Lifted oh and Get God. Lifted again. I mean. <laughs> Come and go with everything, me. Everything, everything. So he was high for the full me. duration of that whole album. And that's probably why it was amazing. it's one of my Absolutely. favorite John Legend albums, Absolutely. period, point blank. But praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. Welcome back to Getting Grown, where we sit around the kitchen table and discuss the very scam that is adulting the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. Mm. Adulthood, girl. Mm. Um, yes. So we're going to talk about all things adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twist, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real-life adult in the year of our Lord, 2020. No Barbara Walters. What's up, sis? No, no. Ooh, nothing uh, and everything. Uh-huh. Just just the same, you know, just the same shit. It's been a, it's just been weird lately. It's just been kind of weird energetically. But, you know, there's a lot going on in the world and... You know, we all trying to navigate. So I'm I'm just here and again grateful. How are you? Samesies. Um, I am under the gun this week. You know, I got all manner of deadlines and I have been typing many Do. many words. I have been typing many words for the last five days. And I I mean, I, if I can just get to Thursday, I can get some of this get this monkey off my back. Uh I feel a little bit better. But I'm doing all right. I'm I'm blessed. I have no complaints. My needs are met. Everything is everything. I mean, the world is what the world is. But as far as what's going yes, on is. over here, over here, I'm doing all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm drinking essential water. The Lord is kind. That niggas love essential. You know, I am niggas. I am niggas. <laughs> Me. I am. And I'm, I mean, I have to be honest. The first time Keisha started drinking that, I was like, that bougie water. That water is so bougie. Now I'll be like, <laughs> now I'll be like, water with the black you know cat, please. Saying? I'll be like, mm. Thank I'm you. like, you only have smart water? Mm. Who brought Essential to the hood? Who was Fiji? that? Cameron? Who brought Essential to the hood? It was what? I don't love Fiji. I'm going to be real honest with you. It's very, it has that, you know, that artesian. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I don't need my water to do that. <laughs> I don't mind it. It does have a distinct flavor, but I don't mind it. I can't. I have, you know, I have. I have frequented the Mount Fiji water. I I, I have. I will drink it when it's around. It is not my preference fair. though. Totally and fair. I damn sure don't bring me no Dasani and don't bring me no Aquafina. Well, those those are the ghettos of 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 spring water, if you will. Dasani. They're not even spring water. They're drinking Dasani water, most especially. That's just like, ugh, girl. XD said it tastes like when you accidentally drink somebody else's water. Oh Lord, <laughs> have mercy! And it don't taste like your mouth. You be like, mm, yes. You be like, mm, like, mm, this is not mine. Not Who's mine. Is this? 
You'd be like, mm-mm. Whose water is this? Oh, no. <laughs> that is not my water. It's not my water at all. I have me a good Poland spring cooler. So that's just, you know, that's what we consume in this house. We are a Poland spring home. But when I'm out in the streets, it's essential or smart water. That's my preference. For sure. For sure. I happen to have both. Or life. <laughs> right here. Yes, you has got all the water. Kia's eating salmon and 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 greens and going to the I'm orange. I'm trying theory. to right my wrongs. I have been sitting around this house eating Oreos during the quarantine and I just want to fit into oh, my God. jeans. You know what I'm saying? And I mean orange That's theory fair. is the gift and the curse, right? Because it's strength based training, it's circuit training, but there's lots of squatting and lifting and things. So, you know, it builds your muscle. But my problem is I got Oreos and cheeseburgers sitting un- on top of my muscle. Underneath all of that, I bet it's some abs. But you know what? I've been making some wayward decisions. I'm trying to uh, right my wrongs. I don't want to have to go to Old Navy and buy a whole new set of jeans. You know what I'm saying? Because I enjoy the Old Navy jeans. They cover my whole behind. Oh, those work for you? Yes, the Rockstar cut. It's like it's like Ooh. a mid-level mom jean. It's not all the way a mom mm. jean, but it, it covers your whole behind. You know what I'm saying? You can relate to how you need mm. the jeans to cover your whole, yes. the full circumference um, of your tail. My ass crack I reaches I'm so sick of it. Heaven. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired. I'm too old to be fighting with my jeans. So if that means I got to get my jeans from Old Navy, then so be it. Because, I mean. I get my jeans because for my high ass crack uh, family, <laughs> Um, cause we were talking about it on Twitter. I said, cause I just said, you know, obviously everybody's been in their good girlfriend's bag and that's always been one of my faves. Um, so I've been rewatching it and I'm like, you know, I really am very grateful we got out of that low rise jean it's phase. Very, I mean, it was, it was quite a time in our history. It was a stressful fucking time sure. in history. Because I, I um, never, I never had any business wearing low rise jeans, but it was, not you know, ever. I was I was forced. It was what was available to me. Um, and I mean, you had to kickball change and shimmy shake shift into your pants every <laughs> yes, day. <laughs> I mean, that fight, you know, it took a lot out of you. You had to really like you really had to dance. You had to do an eight count to get into your pants. It was a, it was a trying time. It was. Beyonce said it. If you that you don't have to jump to put your jeans on. Mm-hmm. That is in reference to that low rise you know phase. That's in all That's jeans, but that low rise phase was something special. Um, I don't even know why, but yes. yes. So about, yes, uh, that I is was that. Saying yes, I'm just trying to fit into my jeans, and I can, I can. <gasps> your rock star yes, jeans. I can button them, but when I sit down, sometimes that button be hitting, and I don't want to have to be the uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? In my clothes and that you got I paid the for. Sure, in your yes. belly. Yeah. So that's why no, I feel like fair. I need to come I do on the down. I need to come on down. Oh, I see. I have heard good things. Try the Uniglo. I have heard good things about them, but I need a 34 inch inseam because you know I, my leg is a little bit longer. My leg is very mm. short. So-, <laughs> so if they have a tall length, I might can give them a go. But I said, you know, I, I want to try because someone else recommended that I check out Fashion Nova's high waisted. Um, because they too now have uh, a longer inseam option so i'm going to have to go go on down to the nova and see what they talking about as well well never have i ever noved of the fashion variety in jeans but but i I bought i've heard that they are good i've heard well well, you know first of all they're seven percent lycra so it's a jegging okay in all in all actuality a stretch (laughs) it's a leg it's a jegging (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a pair of leggings with a zipper and a button, girl. Get your light. 
Well, they have that at, at the Uniglo and then Levi's. So I find the best things that work for me are Uniglo and Levi's. And that's for if you have that dip in your back oh, and you got to constantly get your jeans altered. Um, I find I don't have to do that as much with Uniglo and with Levi's. I still do it a little bit, but not as much. But we have trash to get into, so let's mosey. Okay. A clean up woman is a woman right. who... Time for the trash. And I know that this news hit us some days ago, and everybody's been kind of processing and figuring out their feelings. So it's not to, you know, to trigger, but I, I we would be very remiss if we did not acknowledge uh brianna taylor Hmm. and um the news that came forward where uh two cops were acquitted and one was only charged with wanton endangering a wall wanton wanton endangerment endangerment. it's a felony count and i heard today that he pled not guilty pled not guilty and his i think his bail was only fifteen thousand dollars Um, Brianna's family only got $12 million, um, which no amount of money would make up for the loss of life for them losing a family member. Um, but it's just so disrespectful and it just continues to show us, you know, where we are in society and how things are so far from change. Um, and I know there's a lot, a lot of work to do and we constantly talk about that, but you know, it is we we have a right to be angry and to be to be pissed off and to be um, just just hurt about how, you know, how we're treated in society. But then at the same time, it's like you all show us this every day. Mm, mm, mm. So I just wanted to acknowledge Brianna and her family. Um, fuck them other people. Basically, I don't have nothing. I, I I fuck them, fuck the system, fuck that that nigga that uh that nigga who who had that engagement party and I guess shed some fake ass fucking crocodile tears what? in reference to this like the black nigga, the nigga who who uh mm. had the engagement party right during all of this right to his wife fuck his him wife. fuck his fiance, fuck her family, fuck his ancestors, fuck their lineage, fuck his future children, fuck everything about them. And fuck this system, because this system has fucked us. Um, Lord have mercy. So I just wanted to make sure that we acknowledge that. Um, ugh. So I didn't even want to acknowledge this either. But the fucking carrot hot dog, um, his taxes came out. Everything was released. And it was found that he paid a whopping $750 in taxes last year. 2016 and 2017. 2016 and 2017. And ain't paid $750. Ain't paid a no. And, you know, I don't really have anything to say about that. Period. Like, people are <laughs> angry. They're pissed off. The IRS is our terrorists. Um, I saw Afro Bella talk about... Um, shedding tears in her car after a meeting with the irs one day and how this just completely triggered her let me tell you something i mean i don't even know if i want to get into it but just what i am i mean what the payment plan that i am currently 
I mean, that's like quarterly right now paying on. I mean, ugh, I am wholly disgusted. And I don't even know, like, what do you say to something like this? Ugh. No, I, you you know what what I have to say. I don't think I should. Fair enough. We can. I'm move just on. waiting for. I'm just waiting for it to happen, y'all. That's just what I just wait for every day. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't gonna know if it's gonna be natural causes. I don't know if Secret Service is gonna you know cha cha slide to the left to the left. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know what I want to happen, and I just look for that every day. I will it. And that's a, I will. I want it to happen. I don't have the means for that to happen. So let's just be very clear. Your girl is just over here trying to pay this rent in this Brooklyn two bedroom apartment and these taxes. Listen here. While this carrot soaks in amino acids and calls itself a hot dog, I'm just very irritated about that. Mm. Very very mm. irritated. Mm. Mm. Um, what else is going on? So while we have been wa- rewatching Girlfriends, <laughs> uh. A story came out because there was an interview um, with Reggie Hayes, who played William. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have seen some pictures resurface in the last few years um, of Reggie Hayes. And he hasn't it doesn't look like he's been doing well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he spoke openly about how he had a huge struggle after the show. Um, He's dealing with congestive heart failure right now. Um, he said he had a couple guest appearances on things, but nothing really panned. And the house that he bought himself while he was in his prime, he was able to sell, make his money. And then he had to go move, you know, to a lower income neighborhood and he was struggling Mm -hmm. and then had to go live in his sister's garage. So, you know, I have been guilty of making terrible jokes about this man when them pictures resurfaced and i feel really badly for that um but he is currently dealing with congestive heart failure we never know what people are going right. through. i mean you know we we never know what people are right, going through right, right. so you know it just teaches us that we got to be a little bit more human now there's still some jokes i'm gonna make about other people <laughs> because they deserve that i will but, <laughs> to keep but william lifted in my yeah. prayer absolutely absolutely and we hope that he is able to you know, get his health in order and get some help. And hopefully like this, this, you know, resurface of girlfriends and then putting it out on Netflix and things like that will lead to some sort of, you know, him getting some sort of income, maybe some work, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, And to end the trash with some positive news, Megan the Stallion, after having a, a trying year, child, like having a trying, trying year, is on Time uh, 100's Most Influential People, and she's on the cover. She is. I saw it. And we love to see it. We are Indeed. rooting for Megan. Fuck you, Tory oh, Lanez. Oh, yes. With your small ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what these kids are I don't have, like, that's all I got for these people right now, like what this 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 tiny 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 man is a and for every single person out there i just felt like who was streaming mm -mm. this man's music i felt like a such an auntie because when they when toy called me to tell me i was like tori who release what now (laughs) like oh girl i was like he did what 
I was so very much. I was like, I was so like, I was, I don't even know. I was like, who? Like, I was really lost, but. I don't know any of his songs. I li- None. I'm going to tell you, I know one. It's not even a Tory Lane song. It's a Meek Mill song that he's featured on. And that's the only thing I've ever heard him on, I think. <laughs> I, don't, I literally could. If they played a Tory Lane song, I could not tell you Listen, who it is. It would literally, it could literally walk in here and shake my hand. The song could. And I would be like, never mind. <laughs> Oh, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure, really. Like I don't, I have no earth, like none. I don't know you. I, I don't know you at no all. No idea. So. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> happy trails. But you, no, no, fuck your trails, nigga. <gasps> fuck your small ass steps. Oh, gosh. And that's the trash this week. Let's get to the shout out. Let's do it. My sister's popping right now, like. Okay, it's time for our shout out. So I, I said, you know, I want to start shouting out some people that, that, you know, we know and we know from one line and that are doing things. Dr. John Paul. Oh. Um, do you know Dr. John Paul? Uh, the name sounds very familiar. I'm sure that I do. Dr. John Paul is an educator um, as well as, you know, they dabble in a little bit of um, a little bit of pop culture mm-hmm. and entertainment and hosts a weekly IG series. Uh, XD and I were on it recently, and, you know, they have all kinds of hot takes on Twitter and just very entertaining and a super supportive person, a wonderful personality, and it's just somebody you should all get to know, Dr. John Paul. So I want to shout out Dr. John Paul this yes. week. Yes. Um, you know, because I love them. I love them very much. So Yes, indeed. Th- that's just our shout out this week. We'll have some little businesses and things coming soon. And I have some some black skin brands for you guys to look up. So we'll have that coming next week. But in the meantime, we can hop on over to this kitchen table. Let's do it. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is a craft hard seltzer with unique adventurous flavors wild basin boozy sparkling water is crafted and canned at oscar blues brewery a colorado-based brewery known for their boundary pushing flavor packed beers wild basin boozy say it three times sparkling water is no exception with unique flavors like strawberry coconut mango blueberry and yum berry and the latest berry mix pack is a fresh pick collection of our four berry flavors with a contemporary twist including Blueberry mango, strawberry coconut, yumberry, and black raspberry. Don't you love the sound of that? Black raspberry. <laughs> and the original mix pack includes cucumber peach, melon basil, lemon agave, hibiscus, and classic lime. Each can of Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is 100 calories, mm. 1 gram of carbs, and 5% alcohol. All flavors are natural, vegan, and gluten-free. Go off. So... I love Wild Basin Boozy sparkling water. Again, say it three mm-hmm. times real mm-hmm. fast. Um, that cucumber, let me, y'all, Listen. that cucumber peach mm-hmm. <laughs> is my jam. When we go to the park, oh, let it get cold. Put it in your cold pack. Go on a hike. Go to the park. Sit in your house. Whatever. It's delicious. I've taken it. I've put it on top. I've topped cocktails with the wild basin boozy with sparkling water you know what i'm saying as a floater and it adds a nice little flavor to whatever i'm doing there's so many things you can do with it 
You can get Wild Basin delivered right to your door in under 60 minutes. Get $5 off your first order at drizzly.com when you enter promo code GROWN at checkout. Courtesy of Drizzly. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and promo code GROWN. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Void where prohibited. Hello, kids. <laughs> so... This kitchen table this week, so we don't have anything super framed. I don't know why we say that every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably because, like, for the first year, kid, I had, you know, bullet points and all kinds of shit. Now we just be talking. <laughs> like, listen, we just be coming to the table ready to, to, to chit-chat. Chat-chit. That's it. That's adulting, though. Like, we don't nobody have no PowerPoint presentation every time they do some shit, so... Um, but we, you know, we don't have anything super framed to outline. However, we wanted to have a conversation. So this stemmed, I was, um, I was filming the gumbo for Patreon. Look for that coming this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was filming the gumbo for Patreon and my good, my good friend Jasmine and I were having a conversation about family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember how it came about, but essentially, we started getting down the, you know, the crux of the conversation was, okay, you know, you've got loved ones, you've got family members, you've got friends, and I mean, you've got family members, you've got people who knew you when you were little, um, you've got, you know, friends from childhood or from high school, and then you grow up. Sometimes you make new friends, sometimes you carry those friends with you, but you always have your family, right? right. In some form or another. Right. And what becomes a little hard for us sometimes is being being stuck in somebody's mental bubble of when they knew us at a certain point in our lives mm -hmm. so we just wanted to kind of have a conversation about that because it seems to be very relatable when i brought it up to kia she was like oh many things to say <laughs> <laughs> but we just wanted to kind of have a conversation because that seems to be something as i've talked to a couple more friends that's very common with a lot of us that we all get put in these bubbles by family members or by people who once knew us, which makes it hard to, I'm not going to say to evolve, but sometimes it makes it hard in that, in that transition because people hold you in a certain place. Right. So I just wanted to intro the conversation and I would love to hear some of your many things. Well, I just, I just feel like, you know, I, I am in a place where I've been doing a lot of work on myself and mm -hmm. doing a lot of reflecting and thinking and processing, both with the help of my therapist, but even on my own, right? Trying to cultivate healthy practices um, around, you know, the habits of mind that I've developed over the years, right? So thinking about how I think and what motivates me to kind of jump to some of the conclusions that I jump to and, you know, view things the way that I view them. All of that is shaped by who you are and how you are and, you know, what you've seen and what you've experienced. And it, sh mm -hmm. it is supposed to, like, by design, the older you get, the better you get. Like, these things are supposed to continue to evolve, um, you know, as you age. And so yep. I think a lot about, um, I, think a, I think a lot about, like, the fact that I, you know, I've changed, um, you know, I feel like at the core of who I am, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be Kia. I'm always being Kia, but you know, mm -hmm. when I say that I've changed, it means that, you know, I am 
my willingness to show up in that authenticity um, has has e- e- increased. You know, I'm much more comfortable mm-hmm. being me instead of being who I thought others wanted me to be. Um, and so, to this to this um, experience of you know feeling like people are trying to hold you to who they knew you to be. Um, I've, I've navigated that in, you know, all kinds of relationships from my family to Mm -hmm. friends, to, you know, Mm -hmm. old coworkers, people who knew you in high school. Um, and you know, I get, I get it a lot. Like when you reconnect with people, whether online and social media, or even if you bump in, I mean, we haven't bumped into nobody all year because we all been in the house, but, um, (laughs) when you come across other people, like, um, people, I mean, that's, a, that's feedback that I get a lot. Like, oh my gosh, you're mm-hmm. so, look at you. Like, you know, it seems like I, I am now existing in a way that no one anticipated me, anticipated me to. So like when I show up, people are like, oh wow, look at you. And I'm like, well, look at me, sis. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm not 12 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I try my best to not be frustrated about that. Um, but mm-hmm. it is annoying. Right. So it is even as even like small things. I remember um, a couple a couple years ago, this wasn't even recent, but a couple years ago, you know, when we sing on Sundays, people post, you know, me singing a song on Sunday or, you know, just kind of like the church will post the selection and people will repost it and they'll tag me. So it ends up on my page, ends up in my timeline. People who are friends with me see me. Sometimes my friends and family repost it so other people see it. So there was this mm-hmm. one time I was singing this song and I had my blonde hair, right? You know, it's back now, but this was mm-hmm. like, you know, the blonde yes, hair yes, of uh, yes. like 20, like 2018. And, uh, you know, I'm singing the song and this, this guy who, one of the former ministers at my home church, and he probably hasn't seen me real life in a good 15 years or so. But my aunt, my aunt captioned the picture like this is my niece singing this song with her church on Sunday. I'm so proud of her. Whatever she said, something like that. And he was like, where's Kia? <laughs> <laughs> he was so sincere. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be like, I had to laugh. But he was like, where is Kia? I don't see her. Where is Kia? And, and my aunt was like, that's her stupid. Like that's her right there. <laughs> And he was like, oh, my God. Like, he like, he was like, oh, my God. And he was like, you know, the more I look at it, it sure is Kia. Like, but, like, you know. Yeah, nigga. It's like, but it's like those those kinds of, like, moments happen all the time. And that's a really slight example. But, like, even in my, in my family, you know, the decisions that I make. I mean, speaking of hair, like, you know, the last time I went blonde, you know, there were members of my family who thought that this was some sort of, like, oh. expression of me turning away from Christ <laughs> or Yo, um, it, it was, was very, very, very dramatic. Right. <laughs> it was dramatic. And I'm, you know, and, and it's, it's, I got all kinds of feedback. You know, my mom said things like, I never thought you were that kind of person. What? What does exactly, that mean? <laughs> exactly. Like what you, you never thought I'd be a person who didn't want to comb her hair. I'm sorry to disappoint you sis. Cause here we are. Okay. <laughs> That's why I did this because I have no interest in twisting, braiding, 
uh, curling, rolling, pin curling, rapping. I don't want no parts. I want to go to bed. I want to lay down on my satin pillowcase <laughs> and sleep in heavenly peace. Okay, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and if anything that will keep me from doing that, including my ponytail, sis, it's got to go because I'm just I don't have any other strength. So you know, but you know, <laughs> these are the things. <laughs> These are these are the, the many ways that I find myself kind of like having this conversation over and over and over and over again when um, I step outside of the box that people put me in. Um, the mm -hmm. fact that I'm, you know, people saying things like, you know, I can't be Kia and Dr. Robinson at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I have to compromise one. Like when when Dr. Robinson is invited, that means Kia got to stay home. And vice versa. When I like to feel like I can show up as my whole black self everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, then that means I'm not supposed to be there. Because I am tired. That's and it. that is what I have been doing my whole life. Putting little pieces of me in my pocket to make other people uncomfortable. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. Why? Because Donald Trump paid $750 in his taxes and I have a right Say to be mad again. about that. You know, I'm tired. Say that just means that I'm tired. Again. And I work too hard to be to be shrinking myself to make other people uncomfortable when ain't nobody got nothing on this mortgage but me. And that's just how I feel about it. I'm going to tell you this is what you can say. There's one phrase you can always say to older people to make them go, ooh. <laughs> I won't tell you what it is. All you gotta say is, "What's it to you?" <laughs> For whatever reason, <laughs> yo, you give an older person a "What's it to you?" They think you're the nastiest creature known to man, but they don't ask you no more questions. <laughs> People made such a big stink about decisions that mm -hmm. I make that have no, like. I don't even live in the same state with my family. Like y'all even got to look at me in this bald head. You don't have to look at me. Truly. And if you're so stressed out about it, go look at my high school. It don't bother. Like you know what I'm saying? I've never asked had. you. Have I ever called you and asked you to get my hair cut? I've never asked you to pay for anything. <laughs> Haven't. Listen. Haven't. And if something about I, the way that you know, I look keeps you from engaging with me the ways that we engage, then that's a question that you need to ask yourself. That's not my business. Absolutely. You look like a street walker. <laughs> well, what is wrong with that? You should not sex shame. And don't don't shame sex workers now. I say stuff like that to my mother and she just I mean, when I tell you she I mean, is she so is, irritated. I, I could just I could just see her in a bag. I like that probably you know, sends her into a place. Every time and it just brings me just a level of joy. I'd be like, No, Ma, you should not shame sex workers. Like, they are making a living and everybody has the different means of making a living. Are you what what are you saying to me, Jane? I'm not saying that I engage. I'm just telling you that you worried about the I don't wrong look down things. on these people. God bless your heart. You worry about the wrong stuff. So, but you know, my family would be calling me crunchy and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Here come Jill Scott. I'm like, shut up. Let's go. So mad. But it can also go for bigger things. You know, there are people who, you know, they 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 just change the course of um, different things that they were taught. You know, as youth, whether it be political or uh, religious or you know what have you, and. It's dangerous when you put people in these boxes and don't allow them room for growth and exploration and to become new people. And a lot of us ourselves, even though we don't like it being done, we tend to do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
Even, you know, you may have a sibling. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, you, you ain't used to do that. Well, girl, we haven't lived together in 20 years. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm a different person. So we have to be really mindful of ourselves and, and, and how we how we project that onto other people. And, you know, it's okay for us to let people know this is not the person who I once was, and that's okay. And if you have a problem with that, go journal or go get you some therapy. Right, bro, because I don't know I what else to tell you. I think one of the you. things that I've, I've I, um, I, uh, been challenging myself to do um, it's like, you know, when yeah. I find myself really, really like affected by somebody else's behavior or somebody else's choice, before I ask mm-hmm. them about it, I ask myself, why does it bother me so much? And mm-hmm. if, and sometimes there's exactly. a very valid reason, right? In some cases, I'm like, you know, this bothers me because, you know, in some, you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, this could affect me in these ways, right? And as such, I have a right to ask this person, you know, if I'm connected to this person in a particular kind of way and their behavior is going to influence me, then I, ha- then I, then I have a right to ask a question, but if it just irks my nerve, right. And I'm just curious about something, um, you know, and, and curiosity can be a valid reason sometimes too, but I mean like there's curiosity for interest and there's curiosity because you know, you're judging, but either way you slice mm-hmm. it. I, 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 um, I challenge myself because I find myself getting worked up about things. And then I have to ask myself that age old question that I have been, that I have been really imploring myself to consider at all times when I feel myself getting worked up about something. And it's a very simple question. You know, the question is, sis, mm-hmm. is this my business? <laughs> That's it. Is this my business? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes it. it's not my business, Right. And people can if they want to because that's their business, right? So, so Absolutely. if it's not my business and it's their business, then then I got my own business to attend to. And that's just how I've been trying. And that's to- why we have the tagline that we have at the end of this show, because that's that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem in society right now is other people minding other people's business. I mean, there are so many things that we could be doing for ourselves. And we too busy putting our nose in other people's business. And no, I'm not talking about the trash segment or watching the fucking right, fight. Like Everybody was talking about Candiace and what's her oh, name? Oh, Monique. Candiace. <laughs> we talked, yes. Candiace. I think that was going to be a part of my petty pee because I feel like there are rules to vowels and people can't use them however they want to. But that's, I mean, like you said, there, I mean, we have to, we have got to, we have to trouble that we have. That's something that we have to interrogate ourselves about. When I think about, you know, when I think about, there are some things that I don't understand. They don't make sense to me, but I could sit here and tie myself up in a knot about it. Or I could say, Hey, it's not my business. Maybe it's not for me to understand. It's not for me to understand right Mm now. You know what I'm saying? And I try to dial back whatever emotional response that I have to it. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's not, it's not my concern. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It's something that, even if it may worry me or I do have a genuine question about it, if it's going to compromise a relationship that I have or hurt or harm someone or offend somebody that I don't intend to offend, then I question myself about, um, you know, the manner in which I go about getting whatever understanding that I'm seeking. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just about absolutely. It's just about reconsidering, and maybe it's because I'm I'm tired of people asking me questions about my choices. I've grown to be sensitive to the questions that I ask other people. It's and and you know you you break it down because truly think about all the things that society gets bothered about, or different people in society get bothered about with other people. The way that somebody loves literally has nothing to do with you. The way that somebody chooses to live has nothing to do with you. The way that somebody worships has nothing to do with you. Like all of these very intimate things about people's life literally have nothing to do with the next person, including family members. So why do we allow ourselves to get so riled up when a person is not operating in the way that we think that they should be? Period. You got to ask yourself that question. And it's okay for us to set our boundaries when other people are trying to impose and project their thoughts of who they think you should be onto you. No matter if that's if that's a parent, a sibling, a best friend, a childhood friend, or what have you. Everybody has a right to evolve and move and progress in the way that they want to in their life and explore without without judgment. We deserve that, but unfortunately, that's not the real world. So with that, we have to set our boundaries. And I know that's something that I've had to do because there have been times where it's like, wait a minute, why are you asking me questions about this? This don't have, we don't even live in the same place. This don't have nothing to do with you, and I don't have to answer them. I don't have to answer for anything. So I just thought, that was a nice little conversation to touch on and something to think about. And maybe we can explore it further and bring some people on and talk a little bit more about it. And we'd love to hear about your experiences, ways in which you feel maybe loved ones have put you in boxes um, in different ways. I would love to like make that a larger conversation. What do you think? Sis? I agree. I mean, cause you didn't share, you didn't share. Um, I mean, you shared that your family calls you Jill Scott and granola, but was there, was there a specific, <laughs> Was there a specific experience or incident that you're thinking about that prompted you to hmm. broach this conversation tonight? So that was the thing. It was the conversation I was having with Jasmine, but I can't remember what brought that conversation on because weed. Mm. But let me think of a specific instance in which somebody has placed me in a box of what they think. Um, my mother used to do it often with my career choices. Mm. Very much so. Telling me, well, you need to do that. Well, this is going to lead to your stability. Well, if you do this, if you, if you will always have a job in this way. And as parents, you know, it's our job to guide, you know, and assist. It's, it's, our, it's our job really to be there to assist for whatever choices are made for our child. And a lot of times we impose our thoughts as parents <laughs> onto our children and what we think they should be doing. Correct. And, I mean, there's a way, you know, I've had, is there a way that parents can, I mean, like, you know, I think that we're talking about parents of like adult children. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do feel like, you know, parents of course have the right to, you know, make recommendations or state their opinions or thoughts about things um you know or even or even or even express how they feel like things should be conducted when you know under the circumstances 
you know, when you like are, are living with them and you're under their, you know, you're, you're their responsibility and mm-hmm. in certain instances, right. You know, not in the, in, in ways that would compromise anybody's physical or emotional health at all. But, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, as we mature, I know that it, for me, it became like, um, critical in my own development that I had to prove to myself that I can make my own decisions. I had to start mm-hmm. making decisions and setting boundaries and protecting and enforcing them with the people who felt like they were entitled to tell me what to do because they've been telling me what to do my whole life. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, it's true. No, I've, I get it. You know what? I can give you some specific instances. Um, even in parenting, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have my own household at this point, right? Um, I know me and my mother had a conversation about whooping, mm. about spanking. I don't I don't spank Noah. Um, and it's not something that I made a firm decision about before she was born or, you know, I always I was like, yeah, you know, this nigga acts up, I'm a beat. But as time has gone on, I've changed my thinking on that. I've noticed there are other ways to get results and other ways to teach her how to be a human being without that. Mm. I don't feel like that's the most productive and healthy way. You know what I'm saying? I think there's been a lot of emphasis placed on us, even in our generation, on discipline. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, is it discipline or are you trying to guide them? Are you trying to assist them in how to be like a good human being in life, period? So, you know, and what is spanking going to do? What is, where did that even come from? We know where it came from. So why do I want to take something that comes from such a traumatic background and something that was used um, as a means of discipline, quote unquote, on us as a people and really just to terrorize us and keep us in line? Why do I want to do that to my child? And that's thinking that's kind of evolved, you know, as time has gone on as a parent i've never really spanked but then i never really got comfortable and i'll do like a little pinch you know what i'm saying <laughs> when she gets like super wild but you know when when it comes to that i'm like what's the what's the point of this i don't really feel i got uncomfortable anytime i even thought about it and i thought i would do it i became uncomfortable and my mom asked me one day she, i said something about not spanking and she was like you don't spank and i was like no girl <laughs> I was like, do you realize every time like we would do something, you know, I mean, sometimes we knew what we wasn't supposed to be doing. But then sometimes it would, you know, it'd be kids making mistakes or whatever. And you get in trouble for it. My mom would make us come into the kitchen, hold our hand up. She'd pull out a wooden spoon and she'd get you in the palm of your hand. And if you pulled your hand away, it was another one. So like (laughs) you can imagine so, and then I had another friend's mother who used to do the same thing. She took it a step further and put the spoon under hot water. So it's like, they, th- and it's not to shame them. They thought they were doing the best that they could in raising their children, right? Mm-hmm. This is what they thought they should be doing to discipline their children. As I've been exposed to more things and, you know, a little bit more, we're in the informa- you know, in the information technology age. I've realized I'm like, you know, there are other ways to get results from your kid and to help your kid and for your kid to also not be a complete monster mm-hmm. without without having to beat him. And so that's something that we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on. And she looked at me like I was some, 
you know, new age, crunchy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, go on, nigga, go ahead with your loud engine. <laughs> These niggas be putting the biggest engines in a in a Suzuki. But um, I was like, you know, she, and she was looking at me kind of crazy, and I'm looking at her kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what I'm saying makes absolute sense, though, girl. Like this, I, I, I've, I've got. Look at my child. My child is not a is not a reckless terrorist. Mm-hmm. She's not. And that's because I found other ways to communicate with her. And so that's one of those, you know, that's an instance where, and I'm, you know, I'm sure there are other people with kids who might have experienced similar things where people impose ways on how you should be raising your child or what have you. That's also putting you, that's a form of putting you in a box. Mm -hmm. You need to be doing this. I don't need to be doing nothing. I need to be doing what's best for my household. But why are you concerned with how my household runs? Is my child running up in your house robbing you? Is my child running up in your house putting their feet all over your furniture? Or kicking you in your face? Or calling you a bitch? No, never. I would never tolerate that. So why are you worried about the things that I'm doing over here to develop my child that literally don't have nothing to do with you? And that's not me just talking to my mother. That's in general. I'm just talking in general at this mm-hmm. point. So that's that's kind of an example in which, you know, a place in where I dealt with that Um and how somebody thinks that you should be operating. Thank you for sharing. And so I'm sure there are tons of parents who are, because you know, the world is changing, right? In the ways, and as yes. I feel like we know better, we do better, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all as parents and adults, people who are responsible for houses and homes and the human beings that occupy them. Um, you know, we have rights to make the decisions and choices that work best for us, but you know, you know, the ways that, that things were running. That's what I told my, like, you know, the ways that things was running in 1984. <laughs> we are just living in a, a completely same. different time. And we have completely different. I'm like, Ma, I used to be able to ride in the front seat with no seatbelt. We have like, <laughs> like, but even, like, I mean, the world as we know it is different. And even like, you know, I, we talk about, oh, my mom and I talk about all the time about like how like, our lives are fundamentally different. When my mother was my age, she had teenagers. <laughs> or she had someone who was almost, yes. a te- well, no, I'm, well, I was 10. But like, you know, a tween. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, fat. you know? So. No, when my mother was my age, she had teenagers. <laughs> she had teenagers. Like she had, she had bigger kids, older kids. You know, she had older kids. She had had a husband. And, you know, I'm at my age, I'm responsible for Maurice. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and so, like, the way that I move in the world is fundamentally different than the way that she moved in the world at any point in her life. And while I appreciate her experiences and her advice, you know, she don't know. And I say this with all due respect, but you don't know my life. Absolutely. You don't know it. It's different. And I mean, there are parts of it that you know and probably wouldn't know very well and could advise me around, but there are other parts of my life that you don't know at all. And that doesn't make you any less my mother. Period. It doesn't make me any less. It doesn't make you any less my mother. That's it right there. Because we're not the same in these areas does not make you any less my mother. It just doesn't. And same for it goes for friends or siblings Absolutely. or whatever. It doesn't make you any less of this person in my life if I choose to move this way and you choose to move that way. That's okay. You know, that's what makes the world a colorful, beautiful place when we're all different. So 
just a little conversation we wanted to just a little conversation we wanted to touch on the show and i really think i really think it's a larger conversation we should bring back we'd love to hear you all's experiences in different ones of different ways that that you know this has been done to you so please write into getting grown podcast at gmail.com everything your honesty box questions all of that can be sent to getting grown podcast at gmail.com just in case anybody was ever confused and we, with that being said, we have an honesty box to get to, so let's do that. Okay, let's get it. Self-care and routine are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. Facts. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax. No visit to the drugstore. No breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And Billy is out to change more than the way you shave. They just released three completely clean, must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. Stock up. I love Billy. <laughs> I have my magnetic uh, holder in the shower, and let me—it really works, really? okay? Because I was like, "This thing's gonna be flipping all off." It is. You know how them things like to do? No, ma'am. It grabs just like that. It's smooth on my legs, and I use the Billy shaving cream as well. And Mama's legs feel like marbles. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. I absolutely love Billy. It's the smoothest shave I've ever had in my life. Because truth be told, my child will run her little teeny fingers against my legs and tell me when they're prickly. <laughs> but she doesn't say that as much when I use my Billy <laughs> shaving cream or my Billy razor. I'm never going to use another razor. It floats over my skin, so I don't even feel it. It just feels like mm, delicious, slippery aloe. Right. I just I don't even have to shave for days after I use it. Go to MyBilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. And to express a little love for our show, go to MyBilly.com slash grown. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to MyBilly.com slash grown spelled my b-i-l-l-i-e dot com slash grown 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 honestly truly okay let's get into this honesty backs so let's give our listener a pseudonym would you like to sure 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 let's call is it a is it a what gender male female non-binary I believe, yes, she identi- I believe she identifies as she and they. I mean, she and her. She and her. Okay, so uh, let's do Adrian. Okay. Adrian. I like Adrian. It's also a unisex right. name, androgynous, if you mm-hmm. will. Adrian says, hey, Kia and Jade. All right, Adrian. You listen to this show, don't you? We have told y'all how to spell Kia's I'm gonna bless name. her. <laughs> this is love, Adrian. <laughs> it's K-E. Bless her. I yes, a- we, you know, when these extraneous vowels, but please, respect them. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. 
The Gay Girl Podcast is very enjoyable. You ladies' energy is so refreshing. Thank you. She might not think that anymore <laughs> because I'm sorry. I do love you, Adrian. Okay, so here's what's on my mind. I have come to terms with the fact that I don't have a tribe of friends who I can count on and may never have. Quick backstory. Throughout high school and adulthood, I've experienced bullying and microaggressions, mostly from black women. Mm. The bullying was surrounded around a physical feature I have that makes me an oddity, I guess. It never bothered me until people pointed out. Vividly remember an ex-friend randomly saying to me, before we go around these dudes, tell them what you look like. Mm-mm-mm. No. As a teenager, I didn't know the words for what I experienced, but now I do. I was and still am mad. My mother is a great person, but I feel like she never equipped me to handle microaggression from this. Hate to sound like a victim, so I digress. The years of bullying turned me into a quiet, defensive, and outright miserable person. The associates I made over the years seem surface level. I've also ended friendships if I felt disrespected. Now I wonder maybe I was too hard on people. In college, I sought out therapy, but my therapist was a white lady who I just didn't connect with. Honestly, I never felt safe around black women and white women. I just never felt like I truly fit in. This feeling I never experienced. I never experienced. I guess you never told anybody. Don't get me wrong. I love being black and I adore my culture. I do have a few childhood friends that I keep in touch with. However, they don't like the things I enjoy. I just want a friend I can call who's down to go to happy hour or take a trip. So my question is, do you feel like it's impossible to make friends in your mid-30s? Any suggestions on how to build a solid friend group? Please excuse my typos. I was very emotional writing this. Take care, Adrian. Adrian. Aw, Adrian. Now I feel bad. It's okay. But no, I was just just learning you. That's okay. Um... (laughs) Adrian. Okay, so short answer to your question is I don't think that it is it is unreasonable for you to uh, desire to make friends at any age of, of life. Um, I do feel like there are current challenges that makes make it difficult for you to get out and meet new people. But I do feel like it is possible for you to meet um, meet people and develop friendships. I feel like there, well, I'll speak for myself in times when I have felt like, um, when I was insecure about something, um, or insecure about myself in certain ways that always impacted the way that I engaged other people, new people. That's way that it, it, it impacted how I felt like other people viewed me. And as such, it Mm -hmm. impacted the way that I interacted with them. Now, there are some people who are just plain trash. Um, And I think regardless of who you are and how you look and anything like that, you're going to always that you will you will undoubtedly have to encounter someone who is just not a nice person. And um, Mm. it seems like you have had more than your fair share of people who have mistreated you for whatever reason. And I'm really sorry. And fuck them. May they burn their Listen, tongues on their food for the rest of their lives. I was about lives. to say, Jay said it differently, but I was going to say, you know, essentially that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, just moving moving forward, um, I want to encourage you to continue to do the work that, you, that you've been doing to, um, you know, heal from those traumatic experiences. Um, and come to love and appreciate yourself as I'll, I'll be honest, the times when I have 
um, being open. Okay, the best friends that I have, I didn't go out and say I'm going to meet new friends today. It was it was when I had when I had become comfortable with myself and just lived my life in a manner that was just kind of like you know unapologetic and you know um, courageous and I was excited about about life. You know, I I did the work on myself to just come to enjoy myself and everything. You know, when I set out to do things, I made it, I made it an intention to, to enjoy and get, get everything that I could get out of the experiences. And it, those were the times where I felt like I attracted the people who were meant to be connected to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what your, what your, belief systems are or what you subscribe to as far as spirituality or religion. But I remember feeling really challenged in the area of friendships and, you know, was just really exhausted by having to go back and forth with people for little small things and just feeling like, you know, why struggling to connect, like truly connect uh, with folks. And I, I mean, I, I, myself, I prayed and I asked God, like, you know, send me the people who are for me, Send me the people who you want me to be connected to. And then I just released it. You know, I let it go. When I when I put that, when I when I prayed and put that desire out, when I put that intention out, I I released it fully trusting that if I if I believed in what I asked for and and I believed in who I was asking, and if I was with if I loved myself enough to just, you know, commit to living my best life, then I would get what was meant for me to have. And I and I don't want to sound too, um, you know, I don't know, cliche, but I I really believe that when we when we do our own work and become um, almost obsessed with you know loving, falling in love with ourselves for who we are, um, in the true you know, in the most truest form of that word or, or, you know, whatever, then, then I feel like that's when the people who, who I think that that, that kind of like puts something out there that really brings you into spaces with people who are doing the same. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's when I'm, that's when I met the people who I, who are my bestest, closest friends. Um, and it was, it's never been, I feel like my closest relationships are not people that I said, I want to, you know, usually not people that I said, oh, I'm going to make friends with her. It was more like I was in a place doing what I love to do and mm-hmm. came in contact with people who were doing the same. And we got an opportunity to connect. And, you know, the rest is history. So I say all that to say, you know, I I can relate to where you are in, in that, you know, struggling to find true, meaningful connection with people and internalizing that um, and kind of wearing the burden of that. Um, But when I started to do the work of, you know, self-love and, you know, asking God to help me see him, see, see myself like he sees me. And, you know, just kind of when I started focusing and turning that focus on myself and doing that internal work of, of freeing myself up from the burden of my trauma then what you know the people who were meant to be my close friends all showed up 
and and it wasn't it was effortless it wasn't anything that i had to work hard to do i mean i just feel like you know i never had to try to be jade's friend and she never had to try to be mine like we just had a connection it just it just was (laughs) um so i hope that's helpful i feel like i did a whole lot of talking i'm very sorry i'm chatty when i'm sleepy but i do hope that i've said something that um was helpful to you and i'm and i hope and i'm hopeful that um you know in time you be calling us back and telling us that you and your bestie made plans to do something for summer 2021 okay Mm-hmm. and you know an, a, another way that i've a lot of ways that i've met some of my closest friends is through other friends for real you know what I'm saying? You said you've got some childhood friends that you keep in touch with. Every once in a while, go do what they're doing and then meet their friends. <laughs> <laughs> and see what's happening over there. And I've built a lovely tribe of people around me, literally just from like just different organic connections. You know, I mentioned Jasmine, uh, my friend who I was who, you know, helped inspire the kitchen table talk. I met Jasmine was my coworker, and usually I say no to mm-hmm. those, but Jasmine was my coworker, and we connected. We and it happened organically because I think initially we didn't even hang out like that, and then it just kind of it just kind of became what it was. And now she's a very dear friend of mine. Um, same with Kia. When we linked it, you know, it just it just grew. It just happened the way that I literally remember meeting Kia and then Kia was just a part of my life. (laughs) Same. Like I don't really remember the transition or any of that. She was just there and then she just never left. So there, you know, and I, and, and I understand that some of those personal, um, some of those, those traumas that you've dealt with are contributing, you know, to some hindrance. And I agree with Kia with that self love. Um, I know that sounds cliche, but, when you really get real comfortable with yourself, when you really get to a point where you're like, I enjoy my own company, yeah. nigga, I'm hilarious. I love me. I love what I'm I'm watching. having a good time I love by me. myself. <laughs> I mean, you you have to by get myself. to that place where I'm not afraid. You do. Go to the movies. Go to happy hour by yourself. You can't go to the movie, but get you a Netflix. Get a playlist. Put put a playlist on, dance around your house, release some energy. You know what I'm saying? Figure out some, find a hobby you like to do. Maybe you like to be one of them shipping a bottle niggas. Listen. People don't even do that no more. You might be surprised. I saw online that they make doll houses, like teeny ones you can build, but it looks like a modern LA home. I said, nigga, that looks like the <laughs> shit. If I had the time to put that together, I would. I do find anything things I want that by you myself. enjoy. I've yeah. gone to dinner by myself. It, I've gone to the movies by myself. I have gone to concerts absolutely. by myself. I haven't yet absolutely. taken a vacation by myself, but it's something that I would do. Um, and it's not because I have no friends, but or or you know I couldn't get anybody to go with me. But I had to learn how to enjoy myself. That's it. And when I did, and I was just outside, being outside when outside was open, and I was enjoying outside with with Corona free air. Yeah. Um. You know, that's when all. You know, that's when <laughs> a time. You know, that's when you know you enjoy, you attract people who like to do the same thing. Hmm. So we hope that's helpful. We really, really do. Um, please keep us updated. I know they got apps now too. Shit, nigga, they got apps. No, they got Bumble, 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 Bumble got friends. friends. Yes, a lot of a lot of um, and they're not the only ones, but yeah, apps. And just get on yeah, Twitter and get apps. to re- responding to people. 
Hell, God, but jumping to getting grown, getting gr- y'all need to like. Is there a thing how we can connect people? Because I know people have met at live right. shows and all kinds of things. You know, maybe there there's some little forums that that you all can form or something like that where people can get to know one another who are like minded. Um, you know, but we we know it can be challenging, but it's not impossible. Mid thirties are not. You know, there are people who are going to come, who can come into your life that you can have forever at 30, at 35, at 38. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all hope is not lost whatsoever. You just have to get to that place where you are really loving yourself and get back into therapy. Check out therapy for black girls. Dr. Joy has a whole list of therapists that are on there. We are now in a completely digital age. So now you're not. Um, just tied to your location if it's hard to find a black therapist there who can help you, you know, to really break this down. Now you've got access to so many of them online because COVID. So (laughs) utilize those resources. And we really, really would love to hear an update from you as time goes on and you start to build some of those tools and those muscles. And we pray for the best for you. We really do. Absolutely. And And again, fuck your childhood people. Fuck them people from school. Man, them niggas is all of them rent their furniture now. Just people it's saying fine. hateful it's things, fine. hateful nasty things. They they'll be miserable for the rest of their lives, filled with MSG. <laughs> um, continue to send your get grown Odyssey box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail Let's slide over to this black woman self care so we can wrap this thing up. Okay, okay, okay. I deserve oh oh yeah. All right, in black women's self-care, very simply put, I am going to bed. As I said earlier in the episode, I am up against many deadlines, several concurrent deadlines that I have this week. And, you know, as such, the last few days I have spent you know, all day and half the night in this chair at this desk behind this computer typing many words. And I stayed up last night until maybe about 2 a.m. And um, I had to get up this morning, you know, to be at my desk, you know, for, you know, I had early morning meetings and some, you know, so I maybe got around four hours of sleep, Um and because, you know, when I got into bed, I had been looking at the computer and my phone so I didn't fall right to sleep and all of that stuff. So it's been mm-hmm. the ghetto, honestly. So I got in the shower and got myself in bed, but it took me a while to fall asleep. As such, I have been on the struggle bus all day throughout my meetings. Um, barely made it through the day, made it to the gym. I just been wiped out. And so. I said that I was going to try to do a little bit more work before I go to bed tonight, but I have decided that after we finish recording tonight's episode, I am going to collect all of my 2000 body parts and place them Mm. in the bed that I pay for in the home that I own. By the grace of God. I'm very excited. That you own. God is good. He's so kind. He's so kind. The Lord is kind. And I am going to bed. That's my black woman. I feel you. Because I'm tired. And my brain is not even really working right now. It's just kind of going. Running on fumes. I know. 
I know. <sighs> I haven't slept the last three nights. Been going to bed at five. Unbelievable. And I'm just old like, now. No, I cannot keep. I can't. I I, the all nighter button is broke. I can't do it. I know. Like I used to do it because I mm-hmm. just can't. You know, I'm almost forty. I got it. to like stand up in that thing, and and the girl needs her rest. I feel it. Eh? <laughs> My black woman self care this week is also quite simple. I told you all I've been really really focusing on um you know my personal self-care my meditations and just the things that fill me spiritually and I have I the shower I love the shower I've always loved the shower and I've taken to doing a lot of my meditations and prayers recently in the shower I turn the lights off I talk to God all the time in the shower yes it's i mean it's literally the best thing in the world and i feel i literally but i turn the light off Mm -hmm. like the light goes off it goes black in the bathroom and i light my i light my candle i do my white candle and i just you know put it all out there hey god it's me margaret (laughs) uh (laughs) hey ancestors guys all of y'all like let's all come in this shower is a warm wonderful cozy place you know i put my pothos plant in the bathroom and nigga i'd be feeling filled so that is um that is my black woman self-care this week that these shower meditations have really been really really lovely and i'm finding them to be uh, a really nice method for me personally to have um a really beneficial meditation that does something for me so that's it this week that's our black woman self-care we got some petty peeves real quick and then we will end this for you all for sure and i want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. Let's get petty. Um, Very quickly, um, I I have asked the internet because, you know, I'm just curious. But, you know, those of us who watch The Real Housewives of a, a Potomac, we know that last night or this last night's episode this week's episode this past episode i should say because i don't know when you're gonna listen to this 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 past episode the most <laughs> recent one is when um um monica sent candy candy and monique had their battle royale down to the winery child they were in there pulling each other's wigs and throwing wine all in the white people's very nice establishment. It was quite a time to watch Bravo TV. And so um, as someone, I say this, you know, I don't don't know. I don't think I have a dog in this fight. I do feel like there's some double standards happening. No, because I feel like remember when, when Kenya from Atlanta had that there wand and she was pointing it at Portia. Portia drug her yeah. across that carpet, right? We yeah. all agreed that Portia was well within her rights to Absolutely. remove Kenya and that wand from her, you know, immediate space. Um, but but now I'm seeing there's a lot of people who are faulting Monique. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, faulting Monique, um, feeling like, you know, Candace, you know, uh, was attacked by Monique. Monique should not have put her hands on Candace. You know, it's either, I mean, there's lots of things that we can discuss and unpack. That's not what this petty peeve is about. I'm here. Okay, did, what did, okay so question for you, because I don't okay. watch it. Did Candiace, mm-hmm. did she, what, what, what did, did she do anything to antagonize? Because so I do the thing believe is, 
I don't really remember what was being said verbatim because these girls fight every third Thursday, right? I mean, they fight all okay. of the time. And I mean, it, you know, everybody's apologizing and this and that and all of that, but child. I do believe that there was some sort of... M Monique has been known to tell Candace that she was going to drag her, right? And so every time they argue, Candace says like, oh, so you going to drag me? And she'll get in Monique's face. Oh, you going to drag me? You going to drag me now? Are you going to drag me? And I mean, it's very... Don't get in This face. is the thing, right? And I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, but but I don't. I have to rewatch it to really get the details. So I would, but I will okay. say, even without those details, that Candace did provoke Monique. Um, she mm. didn't touch her, and mm. she didn't. I don't know if she. I don't know. Either way, I have to go back and look because I know in the Portia and Kenya scenario, uh, Kenya was pointing that thing at Portia. Kenya deserved to swallow <laughs> that fucking scepter. Do you and, hear me? I mean, I mean, it was like a <laughs> weapon and I mean, it, I mean, it could be, it could have been used as a weapon and Portia asked her several times to get it out of her face and she would not remove it. But, you know, I have to watch and really get into this last situation, but I know that Dustin and others were very, were very adamant that Candace provoked Monique to do what she did. Um, and I don't know if I have a, if I'm ready to weigh in, I think I need to go and roll that beautiful bean footage just once more. <laughs> but again, 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 my petty peeve is not about that. My petty peeve is about that, that superfluous, unnecessary and unphonetic vowel in the middle of Candace's name. Now, for those of you who don't know, Candace, that's how she pronounces her name. That's how she introduces herself. Mm. Her name is spelled C-A-N-D-I-A-C-E. Now, as someone with extraneous vowels in her name, <laughs> I have to say that all of those vowels follow the basic fundamental rules of phonetics right all of the appropriate sounds the ea sound you know there are the words that are ea that the, you know that that give that sound there's words that are ia that give that sound it was my very overzealous mother who decided to pick both the e the i and the a and put them all in one name right they follow all the rules though that i in the middle of candace's name serves no purpose at all her name is candy Ache. and that's exactly when right when kia told me to look up the people <laughs> i went and looked them up and their names were monique and candy Ache. i just want to admonish parents all over the world <laughs> to know that when it comes to naming your child you are responsible to ensure that the letters that you select in spelling your child's name must adhere to the rules and regulations set forth by the alphabet and how we've all been taught to read and write it. And if I may weigh in, Please. stop naming your kids Beyonce. <laughs> That is that is not my petty peeve, Woo! but stop naming your kids Beyonce. Yeah, so like that, like <laughs> don't I do it. We got to stop. <laughs> but Candy Ache, I don't know if my peeve is with her or with her mother 
or with whatever, whoever is responsible for that unnecessary I. My beef is with you. Keisha Knight Pulliam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad. I'm just glad that my name (laughs) follows the rules. And this is not a judgment to anyone. If you have realized in this moment that your name does not follow the rules, it is not your fault, first of all. But it is completely fair for you to go unto your parents and seek understanding as to why (laughs) I have sat at my mother's feet and asked her to make it clear to me why (laughs) I have to have four vowels in my name. I have asked her and her response was un, it was inefficient, but she did give me one. So you may not get the understanding that you, that you acquire, that you, um, that you seek, but you do have the right to ask the questions and that's my petty peeve. I'm sorry. For, um, thank you for your time. <laughs> I don't know if it's appropriate for me to laugh, but I <laughs> it's am. It's fine. Um, I've actually never done this, but I need to do this real quick uh, before I go into my petty peeve. Honesty box. I just, if I may, real quick, Adrian. I also wanted to tell you, I. I know you said you love being a black girl and I'm glad to hear you say that. And I'm sorry that, you know, some wayward individuals in this world have caused you to feel the way that you feel, but that's not all black girls. And I know you know mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. you and your thought, but I just wanted to make sure that I made that clear because being a black girl is a beautiful thing. And let me tell you something. Most of my friends are black women. Most Correct. of them, the majority. And it is because I love black women with my whole soul and black women have filled me. Black women have, you know, I I have my household. I love I love my nigga. I love my child. But let me tell you, my sisters, they feel me in a different way. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to make sure I made that clear. Thank you. I'm no, sorry. It's, that, that was just, completely. That, it, it was on my spirit and I forgot to, to say it. And I was like. Spirit leads, sis. Don't apologize. I, I don't want you feeling that way about all black girls. Because being a black girl is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful it's thing. It's sure Um. Now my petty peeve. <laughs> so I'm we're in Walgreens today. It's me, Tristan, and Noah. And you know, we gather and stuff, and we're actually having quite a good time in the Walgreens. Tristan and Noah do a TikTok. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? As I look for shout wipes, they didn't have any, but I've got a whole bunch of other things mm-hmm. that I didn't need. And um that I did need. And so as we're getting on the line, obviously everything's social distancing. So they've got the markers six feet apart or whatever. So we walk, we're walking down the aisle where everybody's standing on the line just to get on the end of the line. It's a white woman. And I thought it was me earlier, but I didn't want to be that person. I thought it was me earlier because I encountered this lady a couple different times in the store and she just would just stare. It wasn't with any malice or anything, but it was just like it, she would stare so and I was like, nah, maybe you know these masks—they're weird. Maybe they're throwing shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel this lady keeps staring at me. I said, maybe it's in your head, whatever. Because I hate people with staring problems. That's the ultimate petty peeve. But so we're walking down the aisle to get to get on the end of the line, and the lady—I hear Tristan go, and not at all in an aggressive way. Do you know her? <laughs> do you do 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 you know her? He said, he was talking to the lady. He wasn't talking to me. (laughs) 
So she's like, what? No, 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 no. He's like, oh, okay. I thought you knew her because you, you were staring her down. And she was face forward. Went so hard. <laughs> it went, it, but then she kept like low key kind of turning around a little bit while she was standing alive. It was very weird. And I was like, do I have some on she my face? She was mesmerized like, by your beauty. Uh, maybe so, bitch. I don't know. Maybe she ain't never seen an ass like that. I'm not <laughs> she sure. Like, my God. <laughs> Look I've at it. I've never that was seen in a taxi dress like before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm regal. <laughs> So no, but I didn't. But the lady was just staring. She's just staring. Like, hey, girl, how so you my doing? petty <laughs> and I died with it. He was like, "You didn't know her? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I wasn't sure because you just keep staring." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I mean, she is a bad bitch." I was but like, "Hey," I mean, he's like, "I'm just wondering, but you're looking real hard though." <laughs> so, <laughs> but my petty peeve is for people with staring problems. Stop. It's weird, okay? Stop being weirdos. Like, if you think somebody has something's nice about them, say that. Compliment them. If you know what I'm saying, if if it's a stranger and they got a big giant booger hanging out their say nose, something. be the good say Samaritan who say says, something. "Yo, I don't know you, but you got a big For ass booger hanging sure. out your nose." I mean, obviously, we can't say that now because we should be wearing we should masks. Be wearing but masks. you know what I'm you. You get what I'm saying? You got some cold in your eye. I don't know, nigga. But don't be weird, though. Like, don't, don't, don't be, don't be strange. Don't be strange and just stare at people. It's uncomfortable. So that's my petty peeve this week. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. Yes, it is. Oh, gracias. Muchas, muchas gracias for all of your uh, continued support. Continue to send all of your petty peeves, honesty box questions, shout outs, all of that to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. We've got more guest inquiries than we could count. My Lord. So, I mean, I don't even know where Y'all to begin to, be to organize on getting grown, this. So, don't you? Woo. My Lord. I'm just trying to fit, you know, I'm just trying to figure, I'm just trying, we just trying to figure out how to make this happen. Quarantine, you know, Zoom sucks. So, like, we'll figure it out. But... In the meantime and in between time, sis, tell them what to do with themselves. It is very important that in these last and evil days, you mm. are are drinking your water because you don't want to be thirsty when Jesus comes back. Make sure <laughs> that you are also very intentionally minding your business. Okay, Mm. because you don't want to be in somebody else's business when Jesus comes back. And finally, (laughs) you want to be very certain, make it of your utmost priority to be moisturized because you don't want to be ashy when Jesus comes back. (laughs) Don't let him catch you with rusty elbows and knees. He will be very disappointed. (laughs) And I, too, will be. Now, I don't want to stand in judgment of you on judgment day, but that neither, that either, neither here nor there. Either way, make sure you do all those three things. Most importantly, moisturizing your skin. Why, sis? Because uh, your black will turn into a pillar of salt when Jesus comes back. That's <laughs> right! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I told you I got to go to bed. <laughs> Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is a craft hard seltzer with unique adventurous flavors like strawberry coconut, mango blueberry, and melon basil. All flavors are natural, vegan, and gluten-free. 
You can get Wild Basin delivered right to your door in under 60 minutes. Get $5 off your first order at drizzly.com when you enter promo code GROWN at checkout. Courtesy of Drizzly. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Void where prohibited. 